Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hey community, you ever wanted to be on stage at Mobile Tech talking about what you do as a detailer or listening around and hearing about all the different things that others in the industry are doing? We're excited about being back on stage for Mobile Tech 2022 in Orlando doing podcasts. Sheldon, tell us about uh, tell us about what you have that is, is going to be so cool for people with the speaker and the beer, and it's going to be a fun little event. Oh, yeah. So and Pines and Polishing coming back, we'll have a nice big space. Uh, there'll be a stage up there where, of course, they'll be recording different podcast segments and all that. You can get up there yourself as a detailer and kind of just talk about different things that you like at the show or what you've been doing in the industry. And of course, we're going to have free beer there. So gra grab a glass. Um, we're going to be setting up some pub tables, kind of make it a little uh, fun hangout space and you know, just come hang out with your friends and maybe learn a thing or two. We'll have a little speaker so you can kind of hear what the podcast people are talking about. So you never know what tidbits you might pick up if you just come hang out and uh, have a cold one. Hey, here's to cold beer and community, no doubt. Yeah. And then also uh, the first time ever at Mobile Tech Expo, we're doing the Golden Mic Award for uh, podcasts. So as listeners of this podcast or any podcast you like, make sure you go to mobiletechexpo.com highlight over Orlando, and there is a golden mic nomination form. So nominate the podcast that you think is best and make sure you tell us why. We're going to really be paying attention to the why you think they should win, not just how many votes. We want stories of how this podcast changed your business or changed your life. So make sure you fill that out. And we look forward to giving those awards away Friday night. Hey, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Sheldon. Yep. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick Walters, and we're introducing a new episode today. The episode basically is going to be about cars and my history with cars, new releases, different types of things like that, that I think many of you are interested in. Maybe some of you aren't. It can help your detailing business in a variety of ways. If you're an enthusiast listening to this, it's obviously something that we are passionate about, uh, you know, cars in our everyday life. One of the things that's been a separator for me in my, in, in my career has been that I've been able to give advice on collections. One of the biggest parts of my business is collection maintenance. And part of collection maintenance is a client asking you, hey, I'm going to buy this car. Hey, I'm going to do this car. Uh, hey, I need to refurbish this car. Is it worth it? Should I sell it at auction? What should I buy at this auction? And it's been a variety of things over my last 24 years in my career. And, and it's been very important to me. It's really separated. And I get a lot of detailers that ask me questions, especially professionals that say, hey, you know, what is the thing that you think has can make a difference for me? Well, it's actually car knowledge. It's understanding the marketplace. It's understanding what's going on. It's understanding new car releases. You know, look, if you look at the electric car market right now, one of the things that people in detailing aren't understanding is ownership is changing around electric vehicles. So electric vehicles are now going to be more appliance type purchases for most people. They're going to be traded much more often. 
you're going to have to reduce the, the thought process of how long is my customer going to own this car? It's no longer going to be very rarely does a Tesla owner keep their car three, four, five years. They keep it two years, get a new one. That may even start to reduce a little bit more as electric vehicles become more prominent. We saw that this week with uh, GM showing off their electric truck finally. Looks hideous. We'll talk about that other time. But there's no doubt that auto, the auto world is changing. And one of the things that's allowed me to have a leg up all these years is I used to watch auto auctions back when it wasn't easy to follow them. They weren't on television. You couldn't see them on the internet. You couldn't do any of those things. I would have to get the raw data from actual auction houses, analyze it for my customers. And I, I put in a lot of work that I was never going to get paid for. But what that's allowed me to do is now I have a database of information that's just off the top of my head. And Marshall and I talked about this for a long time, is that I also want to build an episode here that's very different than detailing content. We're obviously going to talk about taking care of cars and what that looks like and you know how much plastic is on this car and what you should do. And that stuff's never going to leave who I am. And so it's always going to come into these episodes. But this is to provide a different perspective on the car industry that really doesn't exist. Go look at other car podcasts. Guys are driving the brand new stuff and they're giving you their opinion. That's car podcast 101. We want to be a little bit different. I touch a ton of cars every week. I just got a picture when I'm on uh, of a buddy that's getting ready to buy a lucid, uh, you know, top of the line. I get so many things that have come across my desk that we thought, hey, why not share them? The next thing is, this is going to be a fun episode. It's not something that, that is set in stone. It's not something that's going to have to be one way where eventually I'm going to try to bring on some important guests, some other people from the car world, and, and have discussions about what's going on. This is the part of being a professional that I don't think a lot of detailing people talk about. If you don't know cars on the level that I do, I'm going to beat you 10 out of 10 times. And that's the same in your marketplace. That's the same if you're an enthusiast. If you're an enthusiast right now, and you've been caught up in the, in the buzz of the last two years, you've really been hurt because you've probably bought cars at prices that make no sense. And again, I get it. Some people that doesn't matter. I got plenty of clients that doesn't matter what a car costs. It's not a thought to them. I shared on our podcast recently my client liked the Bronco he got so much, he ordered five more and never even really saw it for more than five minutes. He just ordered them for his different houses. I understand that people like that exist, but there's a lot of enthusiasts. There's a lot of car people in the world that are just buying their weekend car. Look at how they've been hurt. I mean, I sold and, and made this pandemic work for me selling my cars. I sold an E39 M5 to a private collector with an NDA where I can never disclose anything about the sale, but I made a ton of money on that car because I saw where the analog driving experience was going. It's going through the roof, but it may not always be there. Ask the people that have invested a ton of money into muscle cars. Muscle cars are dropping like a rock every day. People can say, oh, I got this muscle car and it's where, no, it isn't. Not, what, not when you start to see the people that are interested in those cars starting to sell their inventory. I would be out of muscle cars at this point, but that's one man's opinion. Unless it's something you want to drive. The next thing is 
I think I have a real world perspective, meaning I get to be involved in a lot of car purchases and see what's going on in the market. And I'm not just talking about, I went to a press track day and I drove the new Audi and it still understeers like every Audi has ever understeered. And I can't believe it. And it goes really fast at some point, And I'm as big a car guy as any, I look around the car podcast landscape and I just say to myself, this is almost identical content to one another. The only difference is the personalities on there. And that's important. I understand, but the the content is so basic. And so there is no real world, right there. You know, we all are in car care. There's a ton of real world around Tesla that nobody talks about. There's a ton of real world around an S63 Benz and those types of things. There's a ton of real world that we can bring to this. And and that's what I hope to do. And look, I'm going to make jokes about cars that you like, and it's going to offend you. And you're going to say, oh, well, I'm a Mercedes guy, or I'm a BMW guy, or I love Tesla folks. I'm agnostic when it comes to cars. I'm not a Ford guy or a Chevy guy. I'm not a a Porsche guy or a Ferrari guy, even though I align more with the Ferrari brand and what those cars and how the owners act, it's more in line with what I believe uh, you should do in a luxury vehicle. Doesn't mean that I'm biased towards Ferrari. Ferrari's been putting out some of the worst top end paint for 20 plus years that I've been doing this. I have no problem saying that, but I'm also going to say some things about Porsche and the way that that brand has changed, and especially the way their owners have changed. When we get to those episodes, some things are going to be said that are just my real world perspective. I think one of the most important things to remember is we're trying to have a good time. Pints and polishing has gone through a really big transformation in the last year, and the numbers prove that we did all of the right things. But we also understand that we got to keep innovating. And in the detailing space, which is the space we're coming from, how many people talk about cars? How many people give you the perspective of how that can help you with your clients? I'll give you an example. I got a client recently who's bringing in a 2001 996 Porsche for paint correction and coating. The only reason I got that client, and I can name 50 more clients this way, is because of my knowledge of the marketplace that directed him towards a car that was available rather than waiting a year and a half on a build. So I was able to book business because this person called me for car advice. That's a big deal. There's a lot of detailers out there that want to know how to get a leg up, but they don't really understand that you can build a legacy of a car knowledgeable person and customers will start coming to you for advice. And from that advice, you can book work. And that's been my leg up the last decade. I have a a gentleman right now that's trying to reshuffle a, a 60 car collection if I don't know what I'm talking about and values and have all the things in front of me and have built this database in my mind and in my business to be able to give advice, I don't have that client. I don't, I just don't have them. They don't come into my world without that knowledge. So one of the things that I want everybody to kind of see from this is, Hey, we're going to talk about cars and hopefully give you some entertainment and you can laugh at me and say, Hey, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And that's the part of all of this. Folks, it's not about right and wrong. I'm just up here trying to have a good time and give you some content. I know a lot of you are driving around. A lot of you are sitting in your shop. A lot of you are just looking for some entertainment and you look to the Pints and Polishing podcast for that. 
We've realized that more in the last year, and that's going to be the basis of this show. Let's have a good time talking about cars, and hopefully I can say some things that when a customer brings up a car to you, that you have a little bit of knowledge, and maybe I was able to help you a little bit with that. If you're an enthusiast, the same thing. Maybe you can make a better purchasing decision, understanding the ins and outs of purchasing from an online auction or something like that. So this is going to be a, an episode that's pretty free-flowing. It's just me by myself right now. We got to build a little reputation that I actually know what I'm talking about. It's not easy just to invite people on and say, hey, we've never really talked about cars. Hey, you know, go listen to our detailing content and, and, and big guests want to be. So it's going to be built from the ground up. This is something that I'm extremely excited about. And it doesn't mean it's something that's going to work. We talk to you guys all the time. We're here. We're trying something. And again, nobody else in detailing is really doing this. And so we're going to do it. Let me leave you with this thought. One of the reasons that people misunderstand car knowledge is because they have a bias. Well, I love Cadillac Escalades. And when the new Escalade comes out, I know everything about it. Yeah, I like the new Escalade. But I also understand the Lincoln Navigator was the best SUV and probably still is a better SUV all around every single day for the last couple of years, I was telling all my family members, all my customers, my customers took a fleet of Escalades and, and turned them into navigators based on my uh, recommendation. That's important that I saw the market changing and I saw Escalade being outdated and navigator being the next thing. And my customer was able to cash in and have a little bit more cachet transporting around clientele, et cetera. Doesn't mean Cadillac builds a bad product, but I'm not solely focused. The next thing that I want everybody to think about is it actually makes you take care of cars on a better level. Let me give an example of this. I saw somebody that everybody thinks is really knowledgeable say he was conditioning the leather seats of a Tesla. Tesla doesn't use leather. They use vinyl. You can't condition those. That's not how it works. And so you can't do right by your client if you don't pay attention to the marketplace. And that's my view on it. The one thing I want to bring to car care is the reason that we're coming out with an LVP product, which is a leather, vinyl, and plastic protectant, is because we realize that the world in cars has changed. We no longer can, no longer can talk about just conditioning leather because so few manufacturers are going to be using leather, especially for your everyday cars. You know, look at how many manufacturers on the high end, Porsche, et cetera, are doing a ton of Alcantara on their seats. You know, you can't really understand the marketplace if you don't see what's going on in the marketplace. So one of the legs up we have, I believe, Marty and I developing products is that I stay up on things like we had a, a call with some distributors of ours on Wednesday. We don't believe in ceramic coating leather because solvents destroy leather. But there's a real conversation of us developing a ceramic product around vinyl seats and vinyl products inside the car, because that's going to be more prevalent than ever, especially in the electric car market in products. You know, people don't know this about GM a lot. Largely GM has been using vinyl in their leather seats for, for years, if not a decade or more. I don't know exactly when that happened, but they've been not using full leather seats for, for quite some time. And so you tell your customers you're conditioning leather you know, I know a lot of people want to do the right thing. If you don't know any different, you can't do any different. And so there would be one instance where I've watched people 
fall behind the times and talk about conditioning somebody's leather seats. And it's not actually possible. It's a vinyl product on that seat. So again, car knowledge is kind of looked at like, ah, oh, well, it's no big deal. Paint is paint. Well, not really. Not, not today, in my opinion, that you have so many different types of things going on with car manufacturing. You got to stay up on it. And when you stay up on it and you can be more knowledgeable to your customer, or if you're an enthusiast, you can be more you know, cognizant of how to take care of your car. It's a better car experience. It's a more honest car experience for your customer as well. I mean, there's a big reason why I push a lot of people to a two-year coding rather than a five-year coding. doesn't mean the five-year coding is bad, but they have a better experience largely with a two-year or three-year coding. Again, I have customers that a five-year coding is perfect for. It's not every customer. And so being educated on what that customer wants, maybe a car is more susceptible to swirling, no matter how great your process is. So putting a five-year coating on it and watching the coating and everything get swirled up really easily because it's taken on the properties of the underlying paint system, because that's what happens. Hey, maybe that's not the right product for that car. So having the understanding of these things, I think goes a excuse me, goes a long way in being successful as a detailer, as a car care person, even if I was in the aftermarket world where I was putting kits on cars or things like that, I would have to be even more knowledgeable. And I see that happening less and less. When I first came into this industry, guys were real car guys. They loved everything. They were more the Jay Leno types where he didn't care the brand on it. It was the car cool. They wanted to work on it. That's changed a little bit. There's a lot of guys that aren't taking car knowledge as seriously as I think they should to improve their business. So we're going to try to help out on that for the enthusiasts listening. This is also the kind of content that I know will kind of break up the monotony of continuing to talk about only detailing centric business type stuff. And again, it's part of us innovating. It's part of us changing up our process. It's part of us now trying to find our real purpose in this podcast consistently. And that's always going to change. The, pro the, the process and the purpose always slightly change as you grow as a company. And I know we share that all the time. I just wanted to come on here and explain exactly what we're going to be doing this year. This is something, again, reach out. If you have questions, I'll help. We have so many people in this community now, and it's so important for us to keep innovating and going to the next level that this is part of it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We'll talk to you next week.